Hello, I'm Erin Marcus, founder and CEO of Conquer Your Business, and I want to welcome you to Ready Yet? If all you needed was a step-by-step plan of what to do, you could buy a book on how to succeed and you would be all set. But here's the rub. You'll never do what it takes until you become the person it takes to do it. The Ready Yet podcast is dedicated to those who are ready to become the person who succeeds, ready to become the person who steps into more, and ready to become the best version of themselves. In the I'm Ready interview series, join me for inspiring conversations with people who figured out who they needed to be in order to achieve their dreams and were brave enough to be that person. Awesome. Welcome, welcome to this episode of the Ready Yet podcast, where I am talking to people who stepped into greatness because they were ready to make things happen. And I am so excited. Um, longtime friend joining me today. We've grown so much at the same time. It's it's really exciting. Aaron Mosliansky, Aaron and Aaron, we used to work together all the time. And believe me, that never screwed anybody up, right? So I met Aaron, it's got to be seven, eight years ago at a Women's Council of Realtors meeting back when I had my last business working with families with aging parents. And he was representing his brother's moving company. We ended up doing a ton of work together. He was my, they were my go-to moving company and referred him real estate deals because he was also starting his real estate business at the time. He referred me tons of business. It was awesome. I mean, it was such a great relationship. And when I left that business, kind of at the same time, he was really stepping into amazing new things. So we've always stayed in contact and it's just remarkable to me. To if we would have talked six, seven years ago about where we saw ourselves, I don't think either of us would have come up with what we're doing now. So with that, why don't you give a more formal introduction and let people know what you're really up to? Well, thank you for uh, for having me on, Erin. And it's uh, it's awesome to be another Erin on this show. I know you've had another Erin too. Yes. <laughs> so all us Erins need to stick together and thank you, Key and Peel. <laughs> For the AA Ron skit, but um, no, this is so cool to be on here. I, you know, to to give people a little bit more of a background on me, uh, I I'm a real estate agent. I um, have a great family. I live in the Skev, which is uh, Skokie, but an Evanston mainly address, which is in the Chicagoland area. Uh, I host a radio show now, a podcast. I'm involved in a lot of different organizations that have a global reach, um, but. What Aaron said is true. When when we met, I was working for my brother's moving company. I helped him grow his business. Before that, I worked for a real estate developer, and that ended around 2009. So, I my brother was gracious to give me a job. He needed somebody as well, and helped grow that together. And it was it was a great experience, a lot of fun. Met some great people there, but I always had a passion still for real estate. So I got my real estate license in 2011, and I grew that business. And I what I really loved about real estate is, first of all, I, I know the business pretty well. I can help a lot of people. Um, and I like the independence of it. So I was able to launch that into a whole nother career. And that gave me more opportunities to explore because of the, the somewhat freedoms that it provides. Sure. So, and yeah. the scheduling. The scheduling. And you know, one thing I was thinking about before 
today about our conversation and and how I got to where I, I'm going, and I'm sure we'll talk about a lot of the different things that I have going on, is I like ha- being responsible for myself. It's my own personal responsibility. It's not for everybody, but for me, I kind of thrive on it. Yeah. I'm thinking back to how I grew up, and even when I was a kid or a teenager, and I wanted to do something. I would be the one to research it. My parents wouldn't be the one to set it up. I wanted to go to space camp. I was 17 years old. I figured out, okay, how do I sign up? And I went with a couple of friends and we took a Greyhound bus down to Huntsville, Alabama. Or yeah, or if I wanted to, you know, do something, you know, I I got a job. I, I first started working when I was 12 years old packing boxes for this this man. His name was Bill Cook. And he would send out a box of cookies and a thank you letter from a couple different car dealerships. Now, I won't say I didn't have help. <laughs> there were times that my family <laughs> helped me because I would pack the boxes at home, but it, it was taking that initiative. And I think that that is something that's been key throughout my life. Well, and that it's such a really big teaching point. It is the same for me, not nearly with the space camp. And I will be the first one to tell you this came to me later in life. I was what I, I was busy being more of a juvenile delinquent at 17, (laughs) as opposed to figuring out how to do some good in the world. But especially as an adult, the idea that if you want something to happen, you have to make it happen and not a wait for other people to solve the problem you have to be the one to do it. You do. You, you, have to, you have to have the vision of where you want to be. But, and, then, and that helps define the steps and actions that you take as you try to get there. Um, but for me, you know, when I was going into college, I thought I'd be a pilot. Oh, nice. And I, and I needed to also have a, a major because the University of Illinois didn't have a, a a bachelor's degree in aviation at that time. So you had to pick a major at the same time. And I really liked the game SimCity. So I, I, uh, I, I figured out that urban planning is the match for that. (laughs) (laughs) So I got my degrees in that. And then I, um, you know, during that time, it was 2003, it was the run up to the second Gulf war. And I took a class in energy and security in the ACTUS department, which is arms control, domestic and international security. Oh my gosh. So that like kind of opened up my perspective on things. And I, um, I got a master's in urban planning too. And my focus was on international development. And at the same time, I was taking classes in you know, different security issues. So I always thought either I'm going to go into real estate or I'm going to get into some kind of global affairs work. And, now, and I, both. now I can do both. And what I did was I, I went and dropped off resumes after I graduated in 2004. I dressed up in a suit, walked out to real estate developers offices and handed off my resume and I got a job with somebody. So I went that route, but I always still had that passion. So I was trying to figure out, like, how do I get back to that? Well, and so one of the big things I tell people, because I have conversations all the time with people who have lost touch with what they want. And one of the things you did, and it's, if you know where you're going, great. But even if you're not sure where you want to land, take the next step, take the action. If you keep taking the actions, the opportunities reveal themselves. 
Absolutely. And if you take the steps where you start to meet people in the places that have similar interests, that opens up more doors. You get to meet more people. It's networking. The opportunities are endless as long as you step into it. So I'll tell you a story. I, um, you know, I was working for my brother and then I went and was full-time in real estate and I, I had that time and availability and I always had this passion for global affairs. And I knew about this organization called the Chicago Council on Global Affairs. I just never did anything with them. Honestly, I didn't have time to go to their events uh, with little kids and, you know, full-time, two full-time jobs and everything else. Yes. So it was a little hard. And I, I looked on their website and I saw that they were having Gary Kasparov come to speak. And Gary Kasparov is an amazing chess master, but he is also the you know uh, a spokesperson for freedom and democracy. Uh, he's not well liked in Russia, <laughs> so I went to hear him speak. It was incredible. I got uh, I bought his book. He signed my book. I got a picture. It was so cool. And I went with my friend Mark to this, and I I said to him afterwards, I said, "Look, I don't know anybody in this organization." But my God, I love it. And I am going to continue to come back and I'm going to get involved. I'm like, I don't know how, but I will. Yep. So I kept going to events. It's damn awkward being there in the room where you know nobody. But yep. I started to talk to people and, you know, just you got to. Well, I met you. I right. you that you're like one of the first people. I didn't know anyone in that room, but <laughs> you had my same name. And I said, I'll go talk to this person. I seriously. Find the commonality, right? find something to talk about. And it was great that for us to meet. But for, for this organization, I started getting involved. I applied for this young professional ambassador program. And then I get to meet everybody. I've had lunch with the head of the organization, Evo Delder, who is the former US uh, ambassador to NATO. I mean, wow. I, I've sat across the table from different people who are, you know, ambassadors for different nations to the United States, the ambassador from Afghanistan to the United States. I've taken pictures with the ambassador from Australia to the United States. I've, I've, I heard Joe Biden speak in person. I mean, John Kerry, all these different people. I'm like, what am I doing here? And, and it's almost like, you, you know, people talk about the imposter syndrome. Right, right. And, and you start to think that, but then everybody's got that. So it's, that was kind of really a breakthrough for me, and it's led to many more uh, opportunities throughout. So I want to share something because I think you're going to have some insight for people because there's something I know about you because we, you know, we hung out, we were on work groups together, we worked out a lot. A lot of blood, sweat, and tears with our clients. Oh boy! But here, so here's the thing, because. It's sometimes it's easy for a listener, audience member, my clients to say, well, sure, you can do that because you're not scared or you can do that because you're X, Y, Z. And one of the things I know about you is you're very particular. You're very particular. You're not a big risk taker in general. Right. Right. I mean, you're just not. However, look at what you've done. So for the people who are, because, you know, my people know that I'm a bit crazy. Uh, they know I'm a bit <laughs> adrenaline junkie. They know I've jumped out of airplanes, swam with sharks. You, you know, I, I thrive on that. But for all the people who are more calculated, who are more thinkers and not crazy risk takers, and yet here you are, 
So what did you have to do, have to think about, have to overcome to step into being the only person, not just the only person in a room, because we're not talking about a little local networking group here, but the only person in a really freaking impressive room. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like next level room. So what have you told yourself or done that would help somebody who's not a natural step into all those things? Well, you know, my experiences, even if small, have helped me. You know, when I was working for the moving company, I did many presentations at different real estate offices before a lot of people to talk about moving and storage. And that kind of broke down uh, fears of speaking before a lot of different people, mm-hmm. um, you know, building those relationships for a subject that, you know, I care about. Obviously, I cared about my brother's company and my job but it's not something that I always dreamed of doing, but you learn how to speak it and you learn all the information on it and you get comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. So speaking to a lot of people and meeting people started to become more natural to me. Another thing is, you know, when I was back in college, I I did have this vision of maybe going to Washington DC and being involved in these different things. And I saw that for myself. And when I didn't end up doing it, I almost kind of beat myself up a little bit about it. But when I started to see that that opportunity is there, I realized I, that passion didn't go away and I can be in this room with people. And just in terms of taking risk, um, you know, going and doing the full-time job, what I, I, it was a calculated risk because I still, I was lucky enough to still have another job in case I wasn't getting, you know, Uh, income from real estate. And I was able, it it pushed me really, really hard to make sure that I had enough momentum, but it was more of a calculated risk in that way. Um, Starting a podcast and then now a radio show uh, was just trying it out. Like what, what's the worst that happens? Like I just didn't, I didn't have that fear. I don't know. I, I didn't feel like that was a risk to me in a way. Well, because I mean, for that one, it was like, kind of like with me, let's just see what happens. This right. sounds what's the worst thing that could happen? I've wasted some hours talking to people I enjoy talking to. That's not a big risk. No, that's not. But I, I tell you, you know, there was a point where um so the the podcast helped people think of me in a different light because they see me as this interviewer or some kind of journalist or or whatnot. And you know, now it's like I'm stepping into that role in, in many more ways. But people started to view me differently. So the Chicago Council asked me to interview one of their senior fellows at the beginning of 2019 at one of their events. And uh, for like 20 minutes, there's a couple hundred people in the room. And I asked him, we talked about the history of the Chicago Council. Very cool. And it kind of put the spotlight on me at that event. So I met somebody who was telling me about global real estate and I should get involved in that. And I didn't even know what that meant. (laughs) So basically what it is, is there's a whole part of the real estate industry, which is to promote American real estate, or in this case, Chicago real estate to the rest of the world, and then vice versa to help with inbound, outbound referrals, investors, whatnot. So I started to get involved and ask about it. Like, why not? Like, if, if that's an opportunity that kind of marries the things that I do, fantastic. And that led to me going to some of the events that the Chicago Association of Realtors have 
I met uh, Mabel Guzman there, and she's now big at the National Association of Realtors. And she was promoting this global trade mission to Thailand. And she's like, oh, you should come. Like, if you're, if you're interested in global, this is for you. So I took the flyer and I was joking around with my friends. I'm like, this is crazy. Like, I, I'm like, I'm not going to go to Thailand. Talk about was, Wait a minute. <laughs> right. And then I, I talked to my wife about it. She's like, no, you should go. I'm like, really? <laughs> so I, I ended up getting the gumption to go. And while I was on the plane going there, I posted in one of your Facebook groups yep. about how this is like, I, I posted this picture because a couple of years before I sat at the Chicago Botanic Garden, just you know, I like to do meditation and just kind of clear my mind and, and see what I, what my vision is. And I'm sitting there at the top of this, um, this hill or whatever there. By the waterfall, right? <laughs> but yeah, by the waterfall. That's where, exactly. we all sit. That's where we all sit to think. Yes. It's beautiful. Amazing. So I'm sitting there and I, you know, I, I had this vision for where my life is going to go and I wrote it down and I'm on this plane flying, you know, across the world and I posted that picture because I had it on my phone and just like what that meant to me that like, I'm really stepping into this. And there's so many, you know, I feel like it makes my life so much more full. You know, yes, my, my, my profession is a real estate agent, but it's I am engaged with my world and I feel like I'm part of history. Like I realize that is what what I want my mission to be. I hope you're enjoying this episode of the Ready Yet podcast. I know I really enjoy having conversations about who you need to be in order to reach new heights. As founder and CEO of Conquer Your Business, I work with my clients at the intersection where what they need to do to succeed meets who they need to be to do it. If you would like to have a conversation about your business, please reach out to me at erin at conqueryourbusiness.com. To break it down... It's, you don't need to know exactly how, you just need to have an idea of what. What are you interested in? You have to take action when the door opens. But the other thing you're really describing throughout the story is go ahead and take the small step and then do as best job as you can. Yeah. And then take the next small, big or small, take the step. And make sure you're doing the best job that you possibly can at that step. And not only does it open the next door, but it also gives you the confidence to keep that, doing the next thing. That's the key thing. It, you build confidence as you continue to do. So I did an interview of Eileen Ullman from the JCC Chicago. And we were talking about the Jewish Film Festival that was going to uh, start to take place. And this, the interview was in February. And great organization. My kids went to the nursery school there. Uh, I've been involved in the camps. (laughs) Yeah, it's the best. uh, Apache day camp. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I I interview Eileen and I'm there with some other staff members from the J. And I, you know, they're talking about how after some of their films, they have a QA and a and there's a moderator. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, this is an opportunity. I got to ask them if they'd let me do this. And I asked after the interview, they were very complimentary of me. I, and I, and so that boosts my confidence, obviously. And I said, you know, would you be open to me doing some of the moderation? They're like, that's a great idea. So I did one and then the shutdown happened, but then they shifted everything to online. So I've done several 
interviews for the JCC, and I've interviewed people who are filmmakers, authors, real change makers who are outside, like my podcast is inside the SCEV, people in Skokie and Evanston who are amazing. But the JCC is, I, I've gotten to speak with the former speechwriter for President Obama and uh, First Lady um, Obama. I've gotten to speak with Grammy award-winning composers. I've gotten to sp- just amazing filmmakers. Like it's, I'm like, what? And I'm sitting here, by the way, like my goal for 2020 was to travel and do a lot more, uh, you know, global work. And here I'm sitting at home because of COVID. And, but then I realized, no, I really am going around the world. Like I did a fellowship with the United Nations Association of Chicago and we, uh, engage, it was engaged in embassy and we worked with the embassy in Kenya and we did research. So one night it was our final project and we're speaking with people, you know, my cohort is all around the country, around the United States, the embassy staffs in Kenya. And then, so I finished that up and then I go to an interview for the JCC where I'm interviewing a filmmaker in Australia and it's somebody crazy. in New York. And I'm like, this is, the world is small. The world is small and it has been one of the blessings of COVID is it got smaller and more accessible without the financial and travel barriers. Correct. And it's all how you look at it. It doesn't diminish the real scary things that are happening, but it's what you choose to do with it. And that's um, one of the things that I've been talking about lately, and you'll totally understand this, is it's not the circumstance that determines the outcome it's the person yeah it's all your attitude because i remember we had been trying to connect to each other for a little while and you were like we were trying to meet in person we don't live near each other like we used to so and i'm just like let's jump on zoom because my world had already gone that route and you're like no let's meet in person we couldn't find a date and then we connect and you're like dude i'm never leaving my house again (laughs) (laughs) so it is what you make of it and you determine you decide how you see things you decide if you want to be miserable. We all have our moments. We were talking before we started recording. We all have our scary moments. Um, sure. But you don't stay in that. You, you do the next thing. And one of the things that um, your story reminds me of is the idea, and I've read this in several different places, that if you take the next step and you do the thing, when you look back, it'll almost feel like it was magic. It will, it will lead you to a place in your life that you probably never imagined being. And odds are that place is so much more than you ever expected. Yeah. I mean, I've got pretty high expectations of myself. <laughs> to, to, you know, and, and what happens is the more you do, the more it grows. Yeah. But I love the journey. <laughs> you know, I, it is, it, but it, it is the small steps. Like I could have said, all right, like miss the opportunity and whatever. <laughs> like right. that was, I can't that go was do fine. This. Right. I can't go do this and be this person. Well, and I had, you know, it's, it's a completely different story, but I really should have been a, a veterinarian. I should have been a large animal veterinarian. Well, I'm not going to go, you know, I didn't take that route. I wasn't good in school. I didn't do the things necessary at the time. So what can I do with that now? And that's where all the wildlife rescue and that experience, you know, how can you still bring that into your life? Right. And what it can lead to if you just stay open to it. 
oh, there's so many different opportunities that you can find that that may not be the route, but it still it still works your passions for that subject. It's still the intention. Yeah. And I have to say also in terms of risk, I think that I have I've opened myself up more to oh, risk. Yeah. And, and I do think that I've taken risk over the years, but I could get a little nervous about it for sure. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it, it just shows you though how much it's worth it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I um when I was on that trip to Thailand, it, one of the most fun things is is that I would look where I was on Google Earth and I'd zoom zoom in and zoom out. I'm like, no, I, no. Think the, I think the person who was most surprised that you were on that trip to Thailand was you. Oh, 100%. <laughs> it was me. But then when I was there, I remember there was like um, one of the first nights I was there, I um, was out on a tour with a, a, a new friend at that time, you know, somebody who I met on the trip. And we went around for a, a tour of Bangkok at night. So cool. So we're sitting at this restaurant and there's this you know, other people as part of the group, and they're talking about how they just went to, to Vietnam. I'm like, ooh, that would be really cool to do. I, I'm like, we're in the neighborhood. Right. So I'm asking them, do you need a visa? How do you do it? This and that. And then I got the gumption to take a day trip to Saigon and oh, flew wow. out there. And it was, you know, going and, you know, seeing these different places that were important for, uh, for history. And standing there at the palace gates of where the South Vietnamese president was and, and seeing the tanks that are still there and, um, you know, meeting people who were victims of Agent Orange or just, you know, just being it's a very important part of American history, I think. But it was it was kind of scary to go to a, a, a country on my own that, you know, has so much in my head, you know, growing up in the 80s. Right. Yes, I wasn't alive when the, the war was going on. I was born in the early 80s, but you hear a lot about it, you know, Rambo and all these different right. yeah, exactly. cultural icons. Um, so that I would say was a, a risk I took, but great reward in just in terms of being able to step into that and experience it and be like, I'm in, an, I'm in somewhere where I never thought I'd be ever. It, yeah. And I think you had mentioned it before and what has happened to me as well instead of being stuck in the fear you almost start to get addicted to the excitement of the next step the excitement of the unknown the excitement of the risk yeah yeah it's it's the excitement of it's not even the risk it's the opportunity you know yeah. i get excited by the opportunity and also what it does i think it's made me you know in my profession as a real estate agent it's made me uh more effective I mean, in terms of global real estate, I'm the vice chair right now of the Global Real Estate Council at the Chicago Association of Realtors, and I'll likely be the, the chair next year. And I can speak about a broad range of subjects with my clients. And in terms of you know, negotiating conversations, having you know, hundreds or over 100 conversations on you know, interviews and whatnot helps you speak to many different people. So I'm able to understand people more. So help negotiate for them, help, um, you know, empathize with my clients, you know, whatever it may be, it's made me just a better person. And, and of course, with my family too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I can't even imagine what else to end on. I mean, the fact that doing all these things just in general makes you a better person. 
It does. It makes you more fulfilled. And I think if you have a, a greater attitude and an attitude of being, you know, the change maker and doing positive in the world, it gives you a sense of control that you can do something within your space. And that's awesome. what I continue to step into. Awesome. Well, this has been awesome to catch up with you. Um, thank you so much for sharing that journey, because as someone who's been able to witness so much of it, it's it's been absolutely awesome and exciting to see. So thank you again for joining me. If people want to connect with you, what is the easiest way for them to learn more about this and, and make that connection? Sure. Uh, well, Aaron, first of all, thank you so much for having me on. And, and this is a great show. Uh, and I think it really can give people a lot of uh, ideas of how to improve themselves and, and reach out to you because I, I think you're fantastic. Uh, but where people can find me is if you go to skevinston.com, that's S-K-E-V-A-N-S-T-O-N.com. Or if you look at my name, AaronMasliansky.com, you'll get to the same place. And you could email me at Aaron at skevinston.com. I've got all my information there. My podcast, Inside the Skev Radio Show, is all on there too. And, and you know, I'm on social media. You can find me anywhere. You're not hiding. No, I'm not hiding. No. <laughs> I'm here. here. I'm here in my basement. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Thank you so much for joining me on the Ready Yet podcast. I get so motivated by the amazing accomplishments of the remarkable people I meet, and I'm excited to be able to share some of their stories with you. You can find more episodes of Ready Yet at your favorite source for podcasts, or at conqueryourbusiness.com. And if you've already decided that you are ready to become the person you need to be to achieve your big goals, feel free to reach out to find out how I can support you in your efforts. Or check out the Work With Aaron page on the Conquer Your Business website. I also invite you to share this podcast with anyone you know who loves to learn and be inspired. And if you're so inclined, I'd be absolutely grateful for any reviews you'd like to share as well. Thanks again for joining me. This has been Aaron Marcus, hopefully inspiring and helping you to go conquer your big dreams.